Hello, 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 guys. Welcome back to the No BS Podcast with your favorite people. You already know the fucking deal. Daniela, how are you? I'm good. I'm you. You're looking at me. I look busted. I mean, <laughs> those of you at home, I am. I'm cuddled up in a blanket. I am. <laughs> listen, listen. It's break. You're currently on break because you're no longer with the um little rats teaching them whatever you do. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, before we know it, Christmas is here. We wish you guys a Merry Christmas, a Merry Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever holiday you celebrate. <laughs> Love that for you guys. Um, I'm doing great. Like I said. Oh, yeah. How are you? Christmas- <laughs> Enough about you. Even though like I'm the one doing the talking for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great. You know, same old, same old. Just, you know, living my best life as much as I can in this house. We love that during quarantine, during the second quarantine, because second, we never left quarantine, unlike other people. <laughs> exactly. But um, there's a lot to talk about this episode. We have another three amazing, like, I just, I'm loving it, but I'm tired because, like, bruh, every week we talk about three different shows. But that's coming to an end soon. But um, I shouldn't take it for granted because before you know it, we'll be stuck with one show and then I'll be bitching about how I miss Atlanta and Potomac. Yes, true, true. But we should um, count our blessings. Exactly. Which speaking of blessings, um, make sure you guys get the fucking COVID test because I mean the COVID uh, vaccine, you know, <laughs> you guys are gonna get it soon. They're making their Richie. distributions, which I just remembered. Okay, so I got a co I got tested for COVID on Friday. And you guys are probably like, but you're always at home, so why do you need to get tested? And I'm like, well, you know what? For fun. <laughs> exactly for fun. Um, no, I sometimes go out, you know, for groceries and whatnot. So um I might have been exposed. I like let's be honest, I'm 99.999% sure that I don't have it. Let me knock on wood because before you know it, I'll be positive. But um No. I should get my results by today, I believe, through email. So, Where'd you go? What'd you do? Where'd you go? There's this it was like a pop I wasn't saying it's a pop-up shop. No, it was like a pop-up stand, <laughs> like a like a little place. Um yeah, and I just like I did it myself. Like I got the thing and shoved it up my nose yeah. and like whatever, whatever. That that was my first test. I did it myself. And I thought I did it wrong. And that's I what like, I did. Like I was like, like results becoming conclusive. Yeah, exactly. He had like a like a shield thing mm-hmm. um, in front of us. And like I couldn't really like I don't think he can hear me, but I'm like, do I go all the way? All the way. And he's like, go, go. And I was like, sir, I'm not used to this. Please just come back negative. How many, how many turns? One, I'm like, two, how three. many turns? How long? Both nostrils, like a mess. Oh, and then I got it the second time and the lady did it. And I was like, I for sure did it wrong my first time because bitch, you went up there. You oh. went, you went straight back. Yeah, it's like <laughs> oh, it's funny because it was... my dad, it's I went with my mom and my dad, and my dad was kind of complaining. He's like, This is too much. Like, it's going too <laughs> no. far. He hurt me. And I'm like, okay, but let's let's get over those two seconds of pain to find out if you're sick or not like get over exactly it. it's not even like that it's not even bad like to me it felt like when i'm getting my eyebrows threaded and my eyes just tear up because of the yeah the exactly resistance. it's like a little bit uncomfortable but it's not like i'm not in pain it's not like i'm gonna be screaming in line like i'm not getting a shot like i'm fine like but oh i'm i'm happy for you i'm happy you got the test see everybody should be um taking advantage of those free COVID tests exactly thank you pop up all over the city do your research but um let's move right into these housewives because you know like i said there's lots to talk about so we're gonna start off with atlanta so the episode starts off with portia so she's back in kentucky and she's protesting and basically nothing has been done you know these judges these cops roaming like it's another fucking day Mm -hmm. and she's there obviously to bring awareness and she sadly to say but she gets arrested again and i wrote it down it says disorderly contact of the second degree which 
I'm not a person of the law to me that means what does that mean to you because I didn't I didn't I thought of it like a murder like you know murder the first degree is when you like think about it okay but that's murder I know so to me it was like second degree does that mean like it wasn't wait hold on exactly See, I'm fucking See, stupid. we don't know it either meant it either meant it either meant that they thought about posted like the protest was planned or the second degree means that like it wasn't planned and they were just protesting like out of nowhere so that's why she was charged with that so it's either or i don't remember i'm sorry you guys well fortunately for her um she's out as we know she's not I mean. no longer and she said <laughs> in her interview that she feels like they made it a point to release her last like be one of the last people to be like because mm-hmm. she was she had already been there once and like that's so it's it sounds kind of like petty of them but let's be honest mm-hmm. cops are petty people in jail are petty so of course like i believe her it's just it's fucking stupid black lives matter if you don't believe that get the fuck off this podcast continuing on <laughs> so we see drew and she's <clears throat> she's with her family she's making pancakes and making breakfast i thought her little girl it was like adorable i'm like first of all the little girl's standing she's gonna fall off that chair what is she doing on there but anyways they're making pancakes the mom starts getting ready for her sermon and she basically says that it was inspired by ralph because you know the previous day they were arguing they get into it and he just feels attacked he feels offended how did you feel that he was offended do you feel like he was rightfully so or he was out of whack i just felt like okay i don't like him He's just, I don't know, everything he's showing us, I'm like, you are trash. But I was like, Drew, you basically brought your mom into your argument. And then your mom was like, I don't take sides. When it's clear, she's going to be on her daughter's side. Like, And the mom is obviously calling him out like, oh, well, you know, you guys were celebrating your anniversary. And then I come upstairs to somebody crying. And I was like, ma'am, ma'am, if you yeah. already know how he is, why are you just, why are you doing the most? Why are you picking a fight like he is trash but you are clearly picking a fight right now like for absolutely no reason i was like mama joyce 2.0 take a step back please. <laughs> yeah i feel like i don't know it's one thing for ralph or even her own daughter drew to go up to her and ask for advice mm-hmm. and say hey we need some outside perspective we need some input we need some enlighten us help us solve our problems yes. But she came out of nowhere and was like well you know you gotta fix and people need to take accountability and it's like lady you need to sit your ass down. Go to, go do the Zoom church in the garage. I ain't got time for you. Bye, bitch. Um, after that, we see Latoya, of course, hanging out with her bestie, Kenya. And, of course, who are they talking about? They're talking about Drew and her wig. They fucking name it Drewisha, which I saw. I don't know if you've seen on YouTube, but Candy does uh, these episode recaps. And mm-hmm. she did it on last night's episode. And she basically said that you guys need to remember the name Drewisha because it's going to be talked about. It's going to be referenced more and more and more throughout the season, which I'm like, now, are they going to refer to Drew as Drewisha or her wig? Because just like Jen Shaw over there in Salt Lake City, some words and some names can be seen as problematic. Like, I feel like they're basically yes. calling her ghetto without saying it. Like, oh, Drewisha, <clears throat> Drewisha. But I may be, you know, getting ahead yeah. of myself. But would you feel like that's problematic if they do refer to her as Drewisha as opposed to Drew, her name? Yes. I'm like, her name is Drew. You guys are obviously trying to get some fucking screen time latoya specifically you're obviously trying to get some fucking screen time be, by picking fights with somebody who probably doesn't even remember meeting you like exactly she's like <laughs> that's who? so shady but which did you see i'm sure you saw it i posted uh drew's instagram like i re reposted on my story um drew posted a picture of kenya's wig and i'm like you're the last one to talk about wigs her hairline was all the way to the back of her head i said sweetie <laughs> 
if Drew has a pet on her head, what do you have on your head? Because, ma'am, exactly stupid. Like, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they basically talk about their relationships or lack thereof. And then she starts taking pictures of Kenya because she's like, I'm going to put your pictures on um, dating sites. Again, I have to reference Drew. She went ahead and tweeted. It's funny how the two married women are posting pictures to go on dating websites. Hashtag exactly. fake vows, which, you know, to each your own, take all the pictures you want, date whoever you want. But do you think it was right? Like, do you think this is a storyline or do you think it was them actually like, we want to go on websites and date other men? It was like, I, you see this with Kenny all the time. She was like, yes, I'm in the process of divorcing him. But currently, present time, is she even divorced? Is she even <laughs> still in the process? So it's like, you know, you're only doing this to get some camera time, Kenya. Like, girl, you're, I know we share a sun sign. We're both fucking Aquariuses, but girl, get the fuck out of here, please. She's making y'all look bad. Um, Speaking of looking bad, Cynthia, she's not looking in the best light. So her and uh, Kenya decide to go work out with Candy, which call me shady, call me bitchy. It did not look like Cynthia wanted to work out. She was like half-assing that exercise. But anyways, something I noticed, (laughs) she talks about how, her wedding is coming up, you know, slowly, every day by day. She's talking about her wedding and she's stuck on inviting 250 people. Kenya suggests having a beautiful Lake Bailey wedding, meaning, you know, it'll be in her house, which Cynthia yeah. does not have a small house and she owns like land, like there's land people. Exactly. So she has plenty of room and it's on a lake. Like if I owned a fucking lake and we're in during fucking COVID season, I would try I would like take that as an opportunity to just make the best of it but as we see Cynthia's stubborn do you feel like she's rightfully stubborn or do you feel like she's being too much doing the most she's being too much I think I would expect this from someone who has never gotten married who has never had a big wedding but bitch you had a big wedding facts I'm like, and then she tries to put it on, uh, what's his name, Mike? And she's like, you've never had a wedding. And I'm like, but all he wants to do is be married to you. Like, you guys can get married. And then when all this is over, find another perfect date that coincides with 10, 10, 20. That would have that perfect aesthetic looking thing. Or even just wait a fucking year before you know exactly. when 10, 10, 10, 21. Like, I get it. It's, it's not the date you wanted. But um, we'll get into that a little bit later. You know, her bitching about her wedding. After that, they kind of <laughs> talk about their prenup, which Kenya and Candy are like, you need to figure that out because I've had issues. Kenya ended up not getting one, I believe. And then Candy ended, mm-hmm. ended up getting one at the last minute. And do you think it's right for them to be, like, overprotective of their money or their property or whatever they own? Or do you feel like... They, they exaggerate in the way they express themselves when they refer to their prenubs and whatnot. I think Caddy rightfully so should protect her assets, but some of these women be giving too much value to their stuff where I'm like, I mean, say Kenya and her character. Yes, Kenya. <laughs> Kenya and her assets. I'm like, girl, there's really not. Like, you act like, like he's a money hound or something. Like, girl the story's not adding up okay and didn't she like not that it even matters but didn't she come up with this her products and her hair care line or whatever after she got on the show like on the show because on the show i kind of met her or i perceived her as you know a working actress she's been in movies she does this she does yeah and we saw that was a lie but it's (laughs) being extra for no reason what's new after that a little bit of a lighter note we see portia lauren and tanya um, they decide to go to a Fallon's house, which this is the first time meeting her. She's basically Portia's acquaintance. Like I can tell, I mean, Portia didn't know where this girl lives. So clearly they're not friends. Like, 
they are besties exactly um they talk about dennis's they talk about her and dennis's relationship and of course it's rocky again like you said you're currently on season 10 or 11 like you're re-watching it you're you're what season are you on um yeah i'm on season 10 nini has just come back so i don't know dennis yet yeah, but i have heard of Dennis. yeah you're gonna meet dennis <laughs> and you're gonna have high hopes but he's gonna let you down and he's a mess um no they get to fallon's house and they start drinking start you know just talking chit-chatting what did you think about fallon taking her earring out and then popping the little holes in the hookah like what? was i the only mean like that's kind of gross i know they're not putting their lips on that but i was like wait what is happening no i was very much where are the COVID guidelines? Exactly. <laughs> I was like, where? I, I did like Fallon. I did enjoy her, but I was like, what? We're sharing hookah. Like, we're, we're doing that? We're yeah, sharing, we're putting have, our lips. Yeah, I was gonna say, lips. <laughs> they have tip, like different tips, right? You can take out, or were they not using them in that case? Like, it just. I do not. I've never done hookah. Yeah, we don't partake. But I was just that. like, there was very much. <laughs> what am I taking that? But I was like, there is very much something wrong with this. Yeah, scenario. something about like, this. Okay, is problematic. we are spreading germs. Um, <laughs> back to Fallon. What did you think about her? I think she's super pretty. She seems friendly. I mean, her man seems kind of a little older on the older side, but she's definitely got money. Like her house. Yes, not, it looked huge. She was letting us know that she's a rich bitch. Um, I think she looked like, and I love that Drew's on the show. I think she looked like uh, Chili from TLC. I mean. No, no you know idea. What I'm talking about? No idea. Okay, I'll send Was you a picture who? of Chili from TLC, or you could Google it. But I'll send it to you. But she looks like her. Oh well. From TLC, Chili from TLC. Love that for her. Um, no idea. Um, There's no correlation. That, no, just kidding. Exactly. No. Um, I'm ignorant. They start talking about Portia <laughs> and her arrest, and Fallon basically talks about the racism and the injustices that she's dealt with, and mm-hmm. it was kind of sad. Again, like. I hate, I hate, I don't want to say like, I hate saying, oh my God, it makes me sad. But like, I, there's no way to put it. Like I get so sad and by yeah. things they have to deal with and the bullshit they have to put up with. Um, She basically says that she's like desensitized to racism and she's over all the injustices. And Portia's kind of like, yeah, I get it. But this is, that just means we have to do work harder and bring awareness. And I like how Tanya was basically saying like, we need to mm-hmm. teach people, bring awareness and we need to switch. Like we need to, basically teach people to do better and to let them know that this is not okay like how you guys are acting with the things you guys say and basically treating us and after that they just kind of like oh they're like thanks for having us some girl that works for (laughs) comes with three baskets with a bunch of like alcohol in it and they're like what is this for and they're like oh we're coming over thanks for coming over again showing us that you have money i'm like um fallon i know i'm in california do you want to be my friend because baskets thank you baskets like bitch what just for coming to her house just for coming to her house to swim in the pool this is not like fallon through a pool party and these are party favors no they just came over to have some drinks do some hookah and fucking swim in her pool and they got full-on baskets with like what the fuck was even in the baskets do you know alcohol like champagne or beer or something i don't know it looked like alcohol uh, maybe like expensive alcohol yeah It's funny because the entire time that her husband, I think it's Simon. Simon was just chilling by the pool watching them. I'm like, is he? Enjoy- I think he might be enjoying this a little too much. They're like yes. pushing each other into the pool. And he's I was like, like icky. <laughs> oh god, it was just something else. I felt very uncomfortable. Let's just say that I was like. I was like, Simon, this is not a good look. You need to go back into your house. I mean, to be fair, it's his house. So he's like, you know what? If y'all are trying to hang out, this is my house, okay? It is what it is. 
moving on we see drew and no. Ralph, and they're talking about their new house which spoiler alert it's like down the street love that for her um she said it's like nine thousand square feet and she's basically talking about how they're trying to put everything into motion packing and moving everything and this part of course i'm pretty sure it triggered you he basically just came across as controlling and he was like um no i need to call my attorney i yes. need to call my lawyer i sign the papers I, you just worry about packing and it's like you already seen you already come across kind of like a douchebag you put secret cameras yeah. and now you're telling her to worry about packing when you're transitioning into a new house like just the way he was speaking to her too like he was like do you even know what you're saying like do you even know what you're talking about like bitch you stupid bitch like <laughs> fuck you asshole don't you ever like i don't know Ugh, it seemed very shady and I saw this tweet and I wish I had it up so I could like talk, uh, say the username, but I saw this tweet that was like, Drew, honey, if you're not at the closing, your name is not on the deed. And I was like, ooh. Uh, and just, that is the T. It's like, he's maybe, shady. Maybe when he watches the season, like maybe as he's currently watching it, he'll learn something from it. Cause I'm sure it's, it's obviously always easier to say, like comment on people's lives and how they're acting when you're on the outside. Like I always say, when, trust me, like what if when yeah. I, get, and I'm saying when I get on TV, cause trust me, you guys, I will be on TV. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when I get on TV and I watch it back, I'm probably like, you're a dick and you need to change. So <laughs> I'm kind of basically all that talking shit just to say that maybe you like, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. And hopefully after rewatching himself, he'll change. If he doesn't and he comes around next season, then we can continue <laughs> to drag his ass. Cause it's like, it's not okay. Do you not see how you're talking to her? You're talking down exactly. at her. She's not your daughter. She's not your child it's too much too much exactly keyword hopefully <laughs> hopefully <laughs> after that speaking of obnoxious people cynthia goes to the venue to show mike and mallory her sister the mm-hmm. venue basically check it out um if you guys aren't aware what she wants to have at her wedding or what's all included in her venue let me just go down the list so she wants to include aerialists there's a pre-function area there's a groom suite there's a bride suite there's balconies am i i'm like this is what it's like to be rich this is what it's like to be <laughs> to have your own little suite to get ready and it's like what are you am i being extra or are all these are all these things necessities like what is happening here most venues most wedding venues will have like a bridal suite or something like a bridal room but yes this is very much so i'm like girl you want too much for what you are saying that you don't really care about but yet then you're like naming off everything and you're just like no we need that girl but yes they go over the top it's a mess they go outside and then cynthia basically feels betrayed because mallory her older sister or is it her older or her younger not gonna lie she looks like her older sister (laughs) but i mean cynthia's 50 something so i don't know is mallory like 60 um no they start talking about how she feels betrayed and she's like you know what this is the one time i need you to have my back and you don't need to agree with mike which it's like no bitch let her have her opinion cynthia feels brought her there exactly like you brought her here to give her opinion not to keep quiet like stupid she goes she keeps going on and on about 10 10 20 i'm wearing the earrings it's the perfect day they show all these flashbacks of her referring to this day talking about this fucking day the day the day the day it's boring and then he goes <laughs> am i gonna be your husband on 10 10 20 and she's like i don't know because i don't care about the day ma'am you just <laughs> went on and on about the day and now you don't care about it i wrote in quote you don't need to have his back you're making me feel like an asshole 
And then she's like, Mallory's just like, well, we're just trying to figure out a plan B. And she's like, mm-hmm. frustrating and not to like bash on Cynthia, but I'm sorry, you're looking like a clown right now. Like, yes. Count your blessings. You don't have COVID. You have a house. You have a, a bunch of money. Like, I get it. And people are going to be like, well, you don't understand. You're not a woman. You know, women dream about the wedding and the perfect date and everything. But she, that's the thing. She already had a wedding. Well, she had two. I'm pretty sure she got married to Leon, too. So it's like, girl! I think, okay. That's what bothers me, is that she's saying this is a perfect date. And then the venue's like, oh, well, we're unfortunately going to have COVID restrictions. And then she's, that's what she's bitching about, is the fact that there's going to be COVID restrictions. It's like... You want this perfect date. You want this perfect venue, in your opinion, but you are not willing to follow COVID restrictions. Like, girl, if you can't invite 250 people, then you can't invite 250 people. Like, I know I want me, I'm never going to get married, but I know my bitch ass wants to invite, because I'm petty, I want to invite everybody that I know so that they could be like, ooh, this bitch, she did this, ooh, bitch, she did this. So I understand that part, but it's like, girl, we're in the middle of a of a pandemic, okay? It's so, just, I don't know, 250, 250 people, people, which, like I said, she had this wedding, 250 people with the 250, yes. And of course, Bravo didn't record, like, they didn't film this, and exactly, I think this was their kind of way of being like, you know what, bitch? We don't want to um, be responsible for that. We don't want to condone exactly. 200 people hanging out, rightfully so. It is what it is. To wrap up the episode, you know, they're like, thanks for coming. And then they leave the venue. Then they start talking about it again when they're driving home. And he basically feels like her mindset is messed up. Like, she's all the way fucked up. He's like, you're a contradiction. You say you don't care about the day, but then you do. And then you're crying about the day, but then you, you're you upset because of the certain, um, what is it? Precaution. What is it called? Uh, yes, uh, restrictions. restrictions that we have to go through. And he, that's when he asked her, like, are we getting married on 10, 10, 20? And she says, I don't know. And he's like, we don't need to talk about this. And he cuts, he turns off the camera, which ooh, <laughs> my least favorite thing, which I probably do the same. My least favorite thing of any Bravo celebrity or Bravo housewife, Bravo person on these shows to do yeah. is to run away from the situation. Don't take your mic off. Don't put your hand in the camera. <laughs> don't tell the producer. Don't be Michael and be like, can we cut? The-? No, you signed cut, up for the, the show. <laughs> dead ass like you signed up for the show so put your life out there i know it's hard and i'll probably be doing the same thing i'll probably be the first one to run away from the and be like no i don't want to talk around but no don't ask me about that exactly it's like that didn't happen i'm sleeping go away um i don't know final thoughts on the episode are you are you asking yeah me? i'm asking you, I'm like, what are your final <laughs> okay. um cynthia was having a whole ass adult tantrum i'm sorry i was just like girl there we, I think I said this last week, but there was like, there we have Portia talking about fighting for racial justice. And there we have Candy talking about sending her daughter away to school. And girl, you were throwing a tantrum about not being able to invite 250 people to a wedding during a fucking full-on global pandemic. Like, like where's the logic? That's just, I was, my father, I was like, girl, you are not looking good. And she's usually like the type that, Fans don't really care, like, care too much about her, but they still like her. So I saw a lot on social media. Everybody was not Team Cynthia. Yeah. Everybody was like, this bitch needs to, uh, what's what's her name? This bitch needs to chill. <laughs> She's always like, I'm titty cent, 50 cent, 50, 55 cent. It's like, well, you're acting like 10 cents right now because you're acting yeah. like a child. 
Not Switch ten cents. Please. One cent. Switch up your attitude. Switch it up. But um, let's transition over to the white ladies of Bravo. Um, Real House of Salt Lake City. Give us a tea. Give us the tea. What happened? To our little snow bunnies. Well, we start off the episode with um, I don't know. We see Lisa prepping for Sundance. We see Heather helping her girls get to school. We see Meredith prepping for Fashion Week, which I'll get into that in a little bit. And then we land on Miss Miss Jen, Miss Jen Shaw. She's roller skating through her offices for some fucking reason, and she's talking to her first assistant, her first assistant Stuart. You know how I feel about that. They're going over her Sundance schedule. Sorry, uh, let me look my notes. They're going over her Sundance schedule, and you know they're talking about the parties, the fashion shows, and. I wasn't really focusing on that because I was focusing too much on the fact that she was doing too much. She was hula hooping. She was wearing a crown. She was fanning herself. I was like, I was like, girl, you know that this is a, I was like, I'm extra, but I know this is not, I was like, this is not you. This is this not is, her being normal. She's putting on exactly. It's so annoying. She's putting on a show. So then we find out that Jen herself is going to throw a party during Sundance, which we see in later in the episode uh, to talk about her cousin's documentary. And before I move on, she was fucking, was it just me or was she fucking shady to her assistant when she was like, remember last year when you got blackout drunk? And I was like, why are you putting them on blast on camera? Like, <laughs> I mean, we've seen in the past, she treats her workers like shit. She says whatever she wants to them. I'm not surprised. I was like, girl, he obviously does not want you to talk about that on camera. But anyways, Which, we move before on. Before you move on, oh, you, yeah, she was getting ready for her little parties. Am I crazy? Or did one of the, I don't know if you saw it, but one of the little, you know how they get the little tags and they say what it is. One of the things said a Latin X event. And I yes, was like, and am I, was I reading it wrong? Like, am I, what, what's up? What? I was like, is that a company? Latin X? Or are they talking about like, it's going to be like a, like a Latinx party, like with, you know, Latinx filmmakers, Latinx My sister was actors. like, oh, it's because of her tequila. <laughs> it's because her, her, her tequila. tequila. Her, her, um, uh, Dad tequila. Exactly. Um, so we move on to Lisa. She's prepping for Sundance. And um, this episode's very Sundance-centric. And I'm pretty sure next episode will be too. So she's prepping for the event that we just said, Latinx event. And she mentions at least like four other events that she's in charge of. And then she says that she has the title of Queen of Sundance. I'm not sure if everybody else calls you the Queen of Sundance yeah. or she just herself is calling her Queen of Sundance. But it's obvious that she has a major part in the weekend um i don't know about you but i had i know what sundance is but to be honest i'm like oh i didn't know it was that big i didn't know it was like yeah when we were watching it, my brother was like what's sundance i'm like i'm i think it's a film festival it's a film festival clearly yes, this for- is a wh- i feel like this is a white people thing because what like no one it's for like independent films and then that's where they might get bought by major movie studios do you get me me? trying to me getting a degree (laughs) getting a a bachelor's degree in tv and film and being like what's sundance you know what i thought you were gonna say me pimping myself out so people can (laughs) can put me on their shows that's king louis k-i-n-g-g-l-o-u-s so anyway um she clearly has a major part in sundance would i call her the queen of sundance no but she's clearly a bitch in charge and we love to see that um then we move on to whitney who invited jen over to her house for a little hot tub party and we're talking about whitney's husband's upcoming birthday party and before i go on to your girl jen okay i might be reading too much into it but whitney was like she made a comment about how she goes all out for her husband's birthday because he gave up so much for for her when they had their affair and I was like I just started thinking I was like girl 
your reputation probably suffered more than his reputation because you're a woman. So I was like, if anyone should be going all out, it should be him going all out for I mean, you. Shocker, I don't know. Am a I woman too much doing the most for her husband and make trying to make her husband look good? Like this is typical Gosh. white housewife behavior, and it's like it is kind of like. But then you think about it, it's messy. Like y'all were both married, so I don't. Do I feel bad for her? I don't know. Ooh. Exactly. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad husband because we haven't seen that, but I was just like, girl, no. So then we go back to the party planning with Whitney and Jen. And okay, Jen, some way, somehow, is able to bring Mary up in this conversation. And Whitney was trying to like move the conversation away. And then Jen just brings it right back. And Jen's like, um, she's calling her something about, she's still calling her a grandpa fucker and I was just like Jen at this point you're beating like a dead horse like I don't know what the fuck you're like people are Whitney's obviously over it like she Jen is clearly ranting to the wrong audience because it's like Whitney does not care Whitney is is your friend but she's also Mary's friend yes I was like this is Heather like I was like maybe you should FaceTime Heather your girl Heather who actually thinks it's a privilege to be your friend like girl you're talking to the wrong person so that's where we leave them um, where they were talking about Justin's party, Whitney's husband. And the next day we just see, you know, Whitney, she's asked by Meredith to be in a fashion show. Then we see Jen getting ready and it's a tiny clip, but of course, who is she talking about? Mary. And I was just like, we need to take a shot every time Jen brings up Mary. I was like, this I'm would like, be a fun little I'm drinking like, game. right now, Jen is the audience. We're all living for Mary. And she's clearly <laughs> living for Mary, too, because every conversation is about Mary. Which, I was like, I don't take a shot. We'd be plastered. T, exactly. T. <laughs> Apparently, Mary filmed as a friend mm-hmm. of the show. She didn't film as a full time. I saw really? somewhere that they basically said that as the season progressed, which is like four more episodes because it's going to be like a 10 <laughs> fucking episode season. We're going to see less of her. And she's only going to be like at the group events as opposed to like individual hanging out with her friends. But we'll see. We'll see. That might be false. We'll see. I mean, well, we did see that they've been filming for a while because we've seen clips from like six months ago. Yeah. So and I'm pretty sure that the other ladies that we've seen in between, like the lady that we see later, the one who hosts the birthday party. I'm pretty sure she was probably a candidate for them or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. You can see see through all their little BS. (laughs) You can see a little behind the scenes. But. Anyways, um, yeah, she talks about Mary, and then we get a little clip about Lisa still being the queen of Sundance. She's too busy for any calls from anyone. Her and then with Eileen- the wild wings, like, <laughs> come on. And then the, she's like, mommy's MIA. Um, then we finally settle on Mary, who's turning up with her housekeeper, Charlinda. And we find out that Charlinda is actually her grandmother's brother's daughter, a.k.a her aunt or her cousin, or I don't know how the family tree works, but I was like, bitch, she's clearly your aunt slash cousin, something like that. You're closely related. And then Mary makes a note to like, she basically says that they're not close. She's like, I was like, okay, Mariah Carey, calm down. She's like, I don't know her. It was so weird to me. I was like, cause obviously <laughs> that video of her, you know, talking shit to her church congregation sermon, whatever you call it, she that yes. got exposed. That's being leaked right now. Um, I find it so weird how she was like, no, I just, I don't, I don't know about her. Um, I don't know 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 about her family, what she does, but um, she's family. So I love her. I love her. It's like, okay, Mary. I don't know what she does, but they're clearly like turning together. And like laughing. Exactly. Um, I was like, okay, girl, she's okay. (laughs) And then Mary gets a FaceTime from Heather and they talk about how they're going to the party and Mary's going to see Jen. And Mary just says like, oh, 
I hope we can coexist. And I was like, sure, Jan, sure. And then we move on to the party, which I don't know about you, but I was very uncomfortable watching these middle-aged white people doing body shots, um, getting like fucking plastered, like swinging on the stripper pole in the party bus. I was like, what is happening? I was like, Whitney, girl, I love you, but you're not putting to rest any of these swinger comments. I was like, okay, we're the same person because I was watching this and I was like, I was like, okay, so they're getting fucked up. They're they're quote unquote turning up on the yes. party bus and then turning up at the house. I was like, are they 12? Are they do they just turn 21? And then I was like, <laughs> but actually, I was like, they're 30, 40 plus. And then I said, actually, same. That's gonna be me, 30, 40. I'm still gonna want to turn up. So maybe I was like, not shit. well, really, the only one who's like 30 is Whitney. Everybody else was probably like 40 plus. Yikes. <laughs> so then we um end up at Whitney's friend's house, Catherine, who she's the one that I was like, she was probably a candidate. They probably wanted her on the show. Maybe she just didn't work out. But I can see her maybe being there again because these ladies are like, Catherine, Catherine. And then Heather throws a little shade in her confessional and she's like, Catherine, uh, no matter what Lisa thinks, Catherine is the actual queen of Sundance. And I was like, oh, see, so now I want Catherine. Now I want Catherine on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh, God. We'll see. Um, Catherine for season two. Catherine for season two, three, four. <laughs> So then uh, Meredith and Mary arrived to the party because they didn't ride up there with um, with the party bus. And that was like Jen's whole issue that she's like, Mary's boring. That's why she ain't go on the party bus. No, girl, y'all are just wild. Y'all are weird. I don't know what the fuck you guys were doing up in the party bus. <laughs> <laughs> Which, so again, then- <laughs> you're probably going to get into it, but can we talk about weird when she- that like this is what I mean by Jen is fake. I see right through her. I never liked her. Uh-huh. Like that bitch when she goes oh hi look this is my childhood friend hi how are you oh god it's like that's your childhood friend from how many years this is the first time you've seen (laughs) each other since it just happens to be on camera oh god conversation (laughs) bullshit (laughs) so then you you crack me up because i every time i watch it i'm like i wonder what lisa's gonna say about jen and i'm just like no we love you never disappoint i love it um then mary goes up (laughs) Mary goes up to Jen and she compliments her. She's trying to be cordial. And Jen like completely just brushes her off. And then Mary just lets her know that she didn't want the luncheon to go the way that that it did and the way that she cut her off and everything. And um, basically, it was kind of like, in my opinion, Mary's apologizing for the way that her luncheon went down. And Jen just kind of like, still like, she just kind of brushes her off. And Mary's like, okay, like I'm apologizing, but you've also said hurtful things in the past and I was like Jen this is why it's so hard like we loved you so much but I can see that you are a star that's burning way too fast because you are clearly losing points every episode like people clearly are taking notes each episode so then she goes I never said that I never said you were a grandpa fucker and then Mary's like yes you did she's like well I didn't say it to your face so it doesn't count I'm like She's girl so, what you know, like the level of delusional and like yes i was like girl you said this there like what are you talking exactly about? i'm like girl you you said this on national t- like we're all gonna see you and he's gonna bring it up at the reunion <laughs> like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about and so um which before i move on she was on real not real hustlers she was on watch what happens live and i heard that she was i didn't watch the clip but i heard that she was very thirsty on watch what happens live and people like screenshot andy's face or something and they were like cringing i think was it that he was they were like when you realize you hired the thirstiest housewife and i was like "Ah." i don't know what she was doing i need to look that up i need to look that up because i'm like now i need to watch the clip yeah (laughs) 
you're like maybe Andy and I have something in common um no so then um Mary at this point she's done with Jen the book is closed on them she's like whatever fuck this bitch and so then that's all that we get of Justin's party, I was like, we could have gotten a little bit more, but whatever. The next day you see Brooks and Meredith, they're still prepping for the fashion show, which we find out Brooks is going to have like a, um, his jogger, his tracksuit line or something. His basic and- like fucking, <laughs> oh my God, you guys, two- that's, I shop at Walmart, so I'm not even trying to hate, but that's like Walmart clothes. Like you could buy a sweatsuit, tracksuit, get up which- and embroider saying- Brooks on the side because- <laughs> exactly no. i'm like i'm not saying that it's bad quality but i was just like oh it's such a big moment okay i guess and you know he's meredith basically tells him oh your dad's not going to be coming to your show and brooks is like very upset and i just i was just like oh my god like meredith seth y'all need to put your shit aside at least come root your little boy on the the fashion show you guys bought for him at least come root him on okay um, and then we move on and we see Heather and Whitney. They go out to dinner. They go out to drinks. And it made me miss pre-COVID life. I don't know about you, but I was like, that could be us right now if we all get the vaccine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Heather talks about like Mormon culture and how she can't see herself dating in the state of Utah or people who grew up in the state of Utah. And then I was surprised, I don't know about you, I was surprised to learn how much the Mormon church, how much influence they have on legislation. Like the fact that they can control how much alcohol businesses put in to the drinks and then how much how many glasses you're allowed to have on your table i was gonna say like is this all i was like separation of church and state honey what is that like if this is the case i don't know why you would live there i don't know i mean teach your own you believe what you believe you like what you like but it was like is this real life and then on top of that not to like shame or hate on on heather but (laughs) I kind of was over her complaining. Like, I kind of was tired of having to hear, like, I want dick, but, like, dick doesn't want me. But, like, I like black men, and I like tall black men. Like, if we hear her say one more time that she loves black men, this is, it's, like, getting a problematic territory right here. No, yes, he says. I was like, you're using the excuse, and I actually put that down, but I was like, she's using the excuse of, um, like, not men not living up to her standards to like excuse her like fetish like and I'm like girl no like no 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 but um she's basically she yeah she basically told Whitney like oh I'm just sad I chose faith over love because I don't have a fairy tale romance like you do and I never got to explore my sexuality which that point I was like yes girl like obviously you grew up sheltered you grew up Mormon so you weren't really allowed to have sex before marriage or explore like what you like to do in bed or I don't know but then she went on to like being like how she likes black like how she likes black men how she and I was like mm, now we're getting a little bit suspicious now we're getting a little sus and I, mean, Whitney, I, feel, I feel bad for her because like obviously love is love yeah. and I want everyone if I love like bitch, yes out there but it was, it's kind of like, it was a little creepy. Yeah. Something else. Yes. And like, I understood her whole, woe is me. Like, um, I want dick, but dick doesn't want me or something. Like I, I understood that part, but then I was laughing when Whitney kind of calls her out and she's like, girl, you're like, you can have anyone, but you choose to like, always like 
dump them or something exactly and i I think that that's like i'm like t bitch if your cousin your close cousin is telling you (laughs) don't make excuses i feel like you're doing this you're self-sabotaging whatever then it's hard for me to like feel sorry for her with a little pity party exactly so i just like girl we see obviously at jen's party which it happens in the next scene she She gets fucking she i'm not even that's too vulgar but she got it let's just say that let's just say she she put her her she tossed her ring into the hat and she was able to win and um so we get to jen's party and my future husband made an appearance levy sharif jr um uh lisa's like this bitch i'm anyways, lying right now i'm like anyways <laughs> And then Heather's using this party and the weekend, the Sundance weekend, to find a man. Um, she claims she's only looking for sex and not love. And I was like, girl, did you not just tell Winnie that, what, girl, what? Like, <laughs> were you not just complaining about you're never going to find love? Like, I'm confused. Anyway, so uh, then Bravo, for some reason, had two girls from Los Angeles come on the show. I don't really understand what that was about, but that doesn't matter because then we see Heather getting her flirt on with uh, some guy that Jen hooked her up with. He's younger. I don't know about you, but I was cringing at the way she was flirting. I was like, girl, I mean, I know I'm not any good at it, but I was like, girl, what the fuck are you saying? I, say, I mean, like, she ended up going home with him, but still. <laughs> well, a hole is a hole. Um, I was going to say, like, what is no. happening right now? Like, she... She started like I love men with you know the equipment and this. Yes. I, like, I was like, she has no about? game. What? <laughs> I was like, I mean, she ends up going home with him. She ends up bagging him. We love that. Good for you, girl. And they leave a party together. And then Whitney fucking had me dying when she was just like, I feel like a Mormon parent right now, saying, "Remember who you are. Return with honor." And I was like, No, <laughs> no. She's not gonna be thinking about honor when she's getting pounded. Okay, let's just put that out there. Honor no. code, honor code what? <laughs> honor code what? <laughs> She's gonna be a good time girl that Lisa made her out to be. Oh. Right. And I was like, um, anyway. which okay? Can we talk about? How- I was like, are we about to? <laughs> I like it. Call me. No, uh, go, go, go. Call me a shit talker. Do you think this is even real? Do you- my thing is, yeah, we saw them leave. I'm gonna say that they exited the party, they closed the doors, and then took two separate Ubers to their houses. I am not buying no. some receipts from this guy. We need to, or maybe this guy just wanted those like 15 minutes of fame, and so that's why he went home. I don't exactly. know. It'd be sad if he did, but I don't think we'll see. I don't think this is gonna be a long term relationship. Let's just say that. Exactly. <laughs> so then, um, then we see the next morning that it's the morning of Brooks' fashion show. And homeboy is clearly not ready. He's running late. The dog is barking. The fire alarm's going off. The toilet is running. There's dog shit on the floor. Brooks <laughs> is like begging his mommy to like call the lady in charge of the show. He's like, Mom, can you tell her we're gonna be late? And Meredith was like, God bless Meredith. She was like, Um, it's your show. You need to do it. And he was like, I'm just gonna text her. And I'm like, Brooks, I, where right the now I'm professionalism? Like, I right now as you're speaking, I'm currently I'm picturing and I'm hearing and I'm seeing all the tweets about Brooks. People were standing him. First episode. We love him. He's a yes, king. He's Brooks, a queen. We love him. I clearly I was too, yeah. And now he's crying about not being able to get there on time, telling his mommy to I was like, You are a 21 year old. That was me exactly two years ago. Like, you know, I'm not the most mature person, but like a job is a job. Work is work. Grow up. But also, I'm not on TV telling my mommy to make doctor's appointments for me. Like, 
boy, get your life. Like, what? You wanted this fashion show. You got it. Now you need to put it to work. So they arrive 45 minutes late. And everyone's already prepping the models and everything. And I love how they're running late. And, like, he's asking them to put makeup on him. And then it's like, well, do you need to put makeup on me? And they're like, no, your face looks good. And I'm like, I was like, no. I was going to say, if you did not mention this, he was being a little bitch. If I was a woman, he was. I said, because he said, like, oh, mom. He said something along the lines of, like, mom, how do I figure out if I need makeup? And she's the like the makeup artist who was putting makeup on. Was it her, Meredith or Whitney? Point is, someone the makeup artist is right there. Yeah, he was like, oh well, I don't see. Like, I think it's only if you need it. And then he's like, well, do you exactly. think I need it? It's like, well, um, do you think I need it? Yes. I was like, yeah, you're not the showrunner, but it's still your line, so you should make that. I was like, you obviously don't know. Like, you're waiting over your head, and I understand you're 21, but if you were grown enough to ask your mom to put in a good word for you to get you the show you're grown enough to make these decisions like books get on it like you're not a child but I was like maybe because I didn't grow up with money that I know I'm codependent but I was like I could be running shit better than you yeah like I think it just <laughs> ima- it, maybe it's different and okay maybe honestly maybe it's different not, not, to, not yeah not to like get too deep into it but I feel like people who are hardworking and people who don't have much. I'm not saying we're like dirt poor, but I know that if we both were equally given an opportunity, we would put our heart and soul into it for for him. It kind of, he just kind of came across as like ungrateful and kind of like childish for him to be like, I don't know what to do. Mom, makeup, calm. It's like, bitch, (laughs) put your fucking boots on, saddle up and get into it. Something little bitch. And get into your little tracksuit. And and I love how they're still running late, but Meredith still takes the time to put put him aside and show him a video message from his dad, Seth, where Seth is basically reciting a Dr. Seuss quote. And I was like, Seth, you could send this video, but you couldn't put your shit aside with Meredith, hop on a plane and get over here and support him. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. But I did see like people on social media who are calling Meredith boring boring or who are like jumping on the gen train and being like Meredith is boring to me it's like is she boring because she's not getting into her, the drama with the other ladies because she's dealing with her own shit or is she boring because you guys like she's not even I was like I don't think she's boring I think she just has her own shit to deal with she's not going to worry about hospital comment and yeah, gas like, station Mary over here like I don't like, think she's going to care obviously we follow different people or maybe like I wasn't really looking into it looking into it but I don't see Meredith and maybe like that's just because I love her but I don't think she's mm-hmm. boring like you said she has more important things to worry about and obviously we love the drama we love shade whatever whatever but it's like she has more important things to worry about like her marriage and her child and her business and like no yeah i'm not gonna exactly. I'm, not, I'm not gonna allow that boring no don't try <laughs> no no so then the episode concludes right there where um we watch the video message but then we see next week that we're gonna see more sundance and maybe we'll see more of um our queen of sundance lisa we didn't see her that much this week <laughs> she, you know she was booked blessed and busy <laughs> she was, she, you know, having all those events you know the latinx people the latinx like, again, i can't get over i'm like lorena i was like i told my sister I was like lorena is there like latinos is there mexicans in salt lake city like what is this <laughs> yes there is we exist I mean, over there what is that it's probably uh, the latinx event was probably for latinx filmmakers and actors actresses probably just to like connect and because she has her tequila line her ciudad and vida tequila. and just we love that for so you Lisa. that's basically it that's basically it with our little white ladies let's move on to the most triggering episode of all time i'll oh, take it back let me to take you a deep breath let me take a breath. <laughs> no not a deep breath so if you're a monique stan i'm with you 
I understand your pain. I understand how triggered you are. But we'll get through this because when you're right, you always get the last laugh. So the episode starts off with Giselle and she's basically talking, you know, we just saw her get dragged verbally by Monique in the last episode. Um, she basically says that she's always been transparent about her marriage and she's in a good place. Um, Andy asks her, what happens if all this tea is true? How are you going to deal with the situation? What's going to happen? And she's like, well, I'll deal with it when I get there. I'll worry about it when I get there. We're fine. I'm fine. And it's kind of like smoking mirrors. You're full of shit. It's like, you're a mess. Stop lying. He then yeah. with Ashley talking about her motherhood journey and basically having to deal with Michael in the relationship. Um, <laughs> Ashley says that she that Michael's super excited about baby number two. Everything is fine because they continue talking about her relationship with Michael. They talk about his cheating and all the problems they've had. And she basically admits to having her own indiscretions. Basically, she cheated or she did stuff while they were separated. And mm-hmm. they bring up Katie because... Although she's not on the show, the queen that is Katie, they love to refer to her. Um, I guess Katie was on social media, specifically Twitter, talking about how her and one of her fellow castmates did shit. And of course, everyone just assumed it was Ashley <laughs> because she's, you know, just a sexual loving person. She loves it all. And she's like, no, y'all tried it. It wasn't her. My question to you is, who did she fuck? Who did she, whose titty did she suck on? Whose vagina did she nibble on? What's I thought it was... I thought it was Ashley. I was like, oh, Ashley. But then I was like, and I was like, you know what would be funny? If it was Cherise. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. My first, my like, my initial thought was, I don't know why I thought Giselle Robin. Candace, I don't, she's not really. really? Candace is not her. Monique, she never really, that's not her. But now that you say it, was it Cherise? Is that why she's no longer holding a champagne glass? Cherise, can we get you on the podcast? Give us your side of the story. Um, oh a mess. They talk about this scandal, and everyone knows what scandal I'm referring to. You know, when Ashley was at Monique's lake house, and Michael, you know, got caught taking. They took pictures of him in his underwear, and that whole situation. The way Ashley sees it, she basically says that you know they didn't have sex. Um, the girl actually insisted on getting money, which I don't think the women understood what Ashley was trying to say because just I was like, why would she want money if they didn't fuck? Why would you? And they didn't like, have sex. Yeah, obviously. It was kind of like, uh, if you don't give me money, I'm going to leak this story. Your wife's going to be devastated. Yes. That whole kind of thing. Um, obviously, they understand that. Ashley says, no, I believe they didn't have sex. Of course, Candace, the traumatized woman that she is, says they had sex. They did it. Get over it. It happened. Um, of course, they talk about the clip that resurfaced. You know, when it resurfaced, I had to you know, call out my friend Ashley. And I was like, hey, girl, I just saw this clip. It's on Reddit. <laughs> Are you good? And she was like, thank you for thinking about me. You know. Like we're besties. We're besties. We're on that level. You're BFF. Can- yes. Exactly. Um, she's like, we're good. And that's what she said on the show yesterday. She was like, you know what? We're all good. I was aware of that. It is what it is. The producer was is actually very flirtatious. And he he likes to joke around with Michael. And it was a joke. It was innocent. And he was like, no, 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 sweetie. He said it wasn't consensual. He said it was not a joke. And he was mortified. And then she just, I love Ashley. You will not beat her in an argument. You will not, simply put. She goes, it's funny because he definitely calls my husband daddy. And I was like, what is happening? I'm like, is this real? Is this, of course, Ashley. I mean, of course, Candace is like, <laughs> well, he also wants to keep his job. What are your thoughts on this whole Michael situation? I know you're a huge fan. I know you stand him. So if Michael's Ashley's saying, if, <laughs> if Ashley's saying that this Do guy calls mean? him daddy, yeah, I'm hearing you. Um, If she says that he calls him daddy, first of all, I just, what are your thoughts on it? Do you think they have this kind of relationship? 
the cameraman and Michael? My, Michael? No, I think, I'm sorry. To me, I love Ashley. I love her. But it's like, girl, your husband is disgusting. He's a predator. He, even if it was consensual, it wasn't consent. Like, there's no consent consent with, like, other people. What happened last year. Like, girl, like, at this point, your husband, it's like, he's digging himself too many holes and you are not, you you are not making yourself look good by defending him. Like at this point, divorce him, get your money, which here I was thinking that she was on there. She was in the marriage because she was going to get money at the post-nuptial. And then we find out there's no pre-nuptial. There's no there, post-nuptial. So, so like, why are you still there? Um, love, <laughs> why are you with this old ass dick? Um, okay, sure. They talk about the whole situation of last year and the cameraman and he's saying it didn't happen. Of yes. Candace, Candace is just, I have to just give her props because she's so smart. She knows everything. She says, yes, it happened. <laughs> yes, they had sex. Yes, you. touched. Like Candace, your mind is just. It Candace amazes. is in the room. <laughs> um, exactly. They talked about the prenup, postnup, whatever you want to call it. There's so many mm-hmm. freaking agreements. And she said, <laughs> well, if he cheats again, I will leave him. And they're kind of like, I can see that they're getting tired of having to talk about them and their relationship. Yeah. But it's like, you guys weren't tired when you guys were running your mouths while the <laughs> season was there, like going. So you're going to discuss it. I think at some point, I want my girl to just get her kicks get with somebody <laughs> who actually you know appreciates her appreciates her kids and doesn't shame her and doesn't you know like I just want her I want her to be happy and yeah you're saying she's happy with Michael but I just don't he's disgusting I don't he is I'm team anybody but Michael Darby that man deserves jail time I'm sorry when it comes to Candace and Michael I'm like yes girl you tell him he's itching because he is <laughs> Because I can't, I can't stand him. I'm like, he's over here touching people's butts. He's obviously, I don't know, he's not touching your butt because I don't know. It's just, I was it's, just very. It's a lot. It's a lot to go through. Um, you know my feelings on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to move on from that. But um, <laughs> after that, they talk about Karen and, you know, that little parade. Because um, when yes. Candace, not Candace, Ashley, Giselle and Karen went to go visit mm-hmm. her. Is it Surrey? Siri? What is it called? I don't know. I thought it was Surrey. Sure. So they talked about <laughs> the little parade that they had. And they were like, how did it feel to basically be peasants to the queen who didn't want to share her car? And no. I just, as much as I hate Giselle, I love her. She's like, no, I loved it. Um, I loved when we got candy thrown at us. <laughs> and it was like, oh, Jesus. What was that? I Something else. Um, They talk about her drunk ass and how that one time that they had their little party or little gathering at Monique's lake house. Robin questioned her and said, Oh, I heard you got drunk last night and you drank all the fireball. And then this is why I don't, this is why I can't fully get on board with standing with Karen. She gives these bullshit lies and she's like, what are you talking about? What Robin, what do you like (laughs) kind of getting bent out of shape and like kind of, I don't know. She was being bitchy at Robin for no reason when she asked her the question, like, what do you think? Like, do you, do you yes. get what I'm saying? Like, this is why I don't like her. Cause she does bullshit lies. Yes. She's, she's very, like, she's very much the queen of evading certain things. Like just as much as she calls out Giselle for not, um, 
talking about Jamal, I'm like, Karen, there's a lot of things you don't talk about. <laughs> and Andy, and to me, Andy called her out and he was like, wow, like, yeah, you haven't talked about A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So. Yeah, he's like, um, first he asked her, well, do you have any disdain for his dick? Because Robin made that claim <laughs> that you didn't like his dick. And she's like, oh, I'm appalled. Yes, I love it. Blah, blah, blah. I love it, but I won't put my mouth on it. Blah, blah, blah. Like, just doing the most she's annoying andy then kind of asks all the ladies collectively he says well how does the money that you guys make from the show because we're now on season five how does this affect the dynamics of your guys's relationship and marriages and monique is like well this little check doesn't compare to what he makes because he's making the money and he's very successful and he's like oh well he was bringing in the money like the money he brought in because he's not making like andy i don't know if he's trying to gaslight her he was trying to question her how are you gonna talk Monique, how much money her husband is bringing in? Like, am I? I know I'm a stand, but like, am I delusional in this? What was happening? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Andy, you do not. I was like, um, Monique's about to pull out your tab. So exactly. I was like, maybe don't. Like, that's weird. You know about what money he's bringing in? And I, I hadn't caught that comment that you had made. Um, that you told me off air that you were just like, yeah, uh. Maybe he was triggered by her little paycheck comment, but I was—I hadn't even caught that until you said it right now. Like I'm thinking about it. I'm like, she did say, "Oh, this little paycheck, like nothing. It doesn't really break like, our bank." Little, you know, this, like, little, this little paycheck um, that you're not going to get next season, bye, bitch. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, Giselle feels like Karen was embarrassed when Ray was like, "I don't know if I love her," which rightfully so. I mean, understandably so. If you're in a marriage of I don't know how many years and your significant other tells you. I don't know if I love you. I would feel like shit. And she's like, no, no, I wasn't embarrassed. I wasn't embarrassed. Don't say that. I was heartbroken. heartbroken. Yes. I'm like, there's a difference. Girl, bye. Wendy says, because then they start <laughs> talking about her sex life. And they're like, Wendy, you had a lot of comments. You made a lot of comments referring to her coochie box and everything that <laughs> relates to her sex life. And she's like, no, no, no. I mean, two comments, two comments. <laughs> like, Wendy, get off your fucking high horse um and she's like well honestly i don't care if they fuck i want them to fuck keep on no. like no karen says that she's growing you know she's basically calls herself an onion and she's like there's layers to me i'm growing and <laughs> i'm letting loose and andy's like well it's weird because we didn't see you like this in season one two three and four and ashley and Giselle are like yeah we love karen we love drunk karen and yeah. When she's more open and honest about her life, like that's what we see behind the scenes. So it's nice to see her be like that. Ashley's, I mean, Karen kind of gets offended by this and she's like, don't be mad that I'm growing and you're not. And it's like, what are you trying to start an argument? Like she's coming. She likes you. you. <laughs> and then on top of that, I I'm thought, not gonna, um, let me finish this. I'm not trying to say how people should feel, but yes, then she yes. goes, it's because my parents passed away. Like, Am I crazy or doesn't that sound morbid? Like, be, okay, so your parents died. They're no longer watching you on TV. So now you can be the real you. What are your thoughts? Yes, I was like, um, I was, okay, first of all, um, just like how Monique, uh, no, not Monique, Giselle and Robin are a team anybody but Monique. Karen is very much anybody but Giselle. <laughs> Like Seriously. Ashley even complimented her. Ashley said the same thing as Giselle, but she didn't have anything to say to Ashley. But Giselle said it. She's like, Giselle, shut your mouth, Giselle. <laughs> like, seriously, and I was like, oh my gosh, heck? but her her parent comment. I was just like, um, you can't really blame your like. I was like, you're really gonna blame your, like you act like your parents were watching the show like religiously. Like you you can't you can't blame your 
you can't blame your dead parents, Karen. Like, that's not okay. Like, weren't your parents in pain up until the day they died? I doubt they're worried about what you're doing on TV. Exactly. And I was like, not that you were hiding so much from us, but I was like, um, you mean you couldn't, you mean you couldn't, like, you talk, talk about, about certain things? Your sex life, the fact that you do it, you know, you just had three kids or two kids or whatever, but. Exactly. Like, like what? Know, you're so an eternal weird. virgin. You had them out of what? Like what? girl again karen and her lies karen and her (laughs) lies we then see monique's video package which this is where just the shit shit hit the fan (laughs) candace of course is making her cunty remarks yes i said it she's making cunty remarks um i like how monique clocked it and she noticed it she's like she's talking to ashley and she's like it's funny how she's supposed to be traumatized yet she doesn't shut up about it and i mean facts like if i'm her if i'm so upset about the situation I'm going to keep my mouth shut and try to avoid any communication. But instead, <laughs> Candace is like, I'm hurt. You're a bitch. Your man is itching. Fuck you. You're a roach. And you just, I don't know. But that's my comments about the bite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. You're like, um, yeah, leave meeting. <laughs> exactly. And thank you guys for watching, listening. They talk about how Chris at their little lake house party was mimicking her, basically giving head. And, you know, the woman who's just so couth and so so professional and just loving Candace is like, it was disrespectful. And he basically called you a concubine. And Monique is like, listen, little girl, your man basically said you were bipolar when he did flip the switch. So don't even try it. And she's just, again, just popping out of the mouth. Candace hasn't learned a single thing. It is what it (laughs) is. They then get into the whole, like, basically was the whole storyline of the season and that's that Monique basically cheated on her husband, had an affair, and that baby is not Chris's. She basically says that the rumor was brought on by Giselle, Gigi, and Charisse. She, she references the dinner that they had after Andy's baby shower a year ago and basically said that they were going to bring it to the show. Which, before we get into it, do you think that she has a right to get mad at them? And do you think it was brought onto the show? Because clearly there's some kind of like people are blind and people are deaf and I don't know who's right and who's wrong. Yeah. Okay. I was very confused because, okay, before I say that, yes, she has a right to be mad at them. Even if it didn't come up on the show, yes, she has a right to be mad at them because if it's affecting her life outside of the show, yes. But other than the fact if I hadn't, you know, had you or like the blogs or like, you know, the Instagram pages that tell me that the whole rumor was the paternity te- or the paternity and the baby and the affair and everything, all you would have known was what Giselle said and it would have come out sooner or later because despite Monique not wanting to talk about it, it's like, girl, it would have been talked about regardless. Like it would have been like said. To me, when Monique did say, no, 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 but she did talk about the paternity in her interview that was cut. And I was just like, but do you see how it didn't get brought up until like, right? Like Andy brought it up right now. It wasn't brought up in the show. Only your affair was brought up or your affair. I was just like, girl, it's just your affair. Like, but she does have a right to be mad about this rumor. Point blank, period. And that's that's it's that just, on that. It's, it's a lot. Um, it is a lot. 
Andy then kind of goes into more of the fight. And of course, he has to make the statement that, you know, needs to be made or else he's not going to get his paycheck. He says, Bravo doesn't condone violence. We just let it happen in every single season and every single franchise. But we don't like it. We then see a video package of Monique and Candace's friendship, how it was great, how it started off. And then it went to the shitter. And Monique admits to overreacting at the fire pit, basically when she was going off on Candace being like, no, you, yes. you're doing too much, blah, blah, blah. Candace says that Monique was bored and she was being a bully and she was looking for a moment. Um, they called Giselle out for pushing, or as she said it, stopping Monique at the fight during the incident. I mean, we've all <laughs> the hand seen from a million different televisions in America. <laughs> Do you think she was trying to stop her or did she full on push her? Because I know you had, you know, you're in really, you know, semantics, technicality when Michael was pushed by Chris Bassett. So I want I want to hear your opinion on this. You're going to hate me. I don't think she pushed it. To me, pushing is like, I'm pushing you and you're going to fucking fall over or hit the wall. No, so... see, that's the thing. That's your <laughs> level of pushing. Push, yes. If we look up by definition, I'll look it up for you, sweetie. But so look it push, up. So I will. <laughs> Let me give you my definition. To me, pushing <laughs> means to put your hands on an object and move it in emotion away from you. Okay. And let's see what um, the amazing world of my phone static um, <laughs> pushing. It says exert force on someone or something, typically with one's hand, in order to move them away from oneself or the origin of the force. Which thank you, dictionary.com. Thank you, Google, for that. Um, as we saw in the video, Giselle put her hand. And moved it away. Moved it away. She didn't tap it away. And exerted force. Yes. Exactly. She used force. Okay. But like, but to me, it was like, okay, she was just giving her the benefit of the doubt. She was just well, trying to like calm down. No, calm down is putting your hand. <laughs> Did it calm anybody down? Not pushing. So you're wrong. True. You're wrong. Words have words. She could have put her hand on her shoulder. Definition. Exactly. She could have, yes. We love that. I'm right. <laughs> then they talk about how Monique was triggered and what really happened in the fight that pushed her over the edge. And she mm -hmm. says, I was triggered by the hand in my face. At that mm -hmm. point, it was like Monique was the devil and she was <laughs> doing some kind of voodoo on everyone's family because everyone was bothered at that point. Karen was like, she didn't know what to look at. She's a like, girl. I just, I don't know what to do. Wendy was shook. Robin was mad. Giselle was triggered. Candace was furious. And Andy as well was like, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Cameramen, producers, production at Bravo, at Real Houses of Potomac. I want to thank you guys for including the clip <laughs> that you guys showed after Andy's dumbass said that never happened. They show a clip of Candace swaying her hand, which do you want me to look up the definition of sway? <laughs> She sways her hand in can in Monique's face and says, <laughs> "What does she say?" She says, "Good night, she says, good night." She says, "Good night, yeah." <laughs> and I don't know about you, I'm not the fighting type. I've gone into maybe one fight, and that was fucking in junior high, elementary, so that shit doesn't count. But if your hand is in my face and we're arguing, and you're telling me good night, good night. That is an invitation to get your shit rocked, yes. On top of, you know, plainly saying, drag me, Monique, drag me. <laughs>
So Monique says she was triggered because of the hand on her face, and everyone's like, it didn't happen. And they show the footage. Then Monique claims that Candace was flailing a glass at her. She said she tossed the glass at me. Again, Monique is the devil. She's evil. And they're like, that didn't happen. That didn't, you're making stuff up. <laughs> and again, shout out to production. They show the clip of Candace getting her head bashed into the fucking table <laughs> and flailing her glass that's broken everywhere in the air. I mean, you saw the tape. It almost hit that producer's <laughs> face. Gee, um, gee. Am I wrong for thinking she felt her glass at her face? Like, we saw it, right? Am I crazy? Did it happen? You need to bring up the definition of flame. No, just <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you probably like, if anyone's listening right now, because I know you guys don't care for houses, but if anyone's listening, like, you guys don't understand how upset I am because in a way, I feel like, they, I don't know if you, this word is the correct word to use, but I felt like she was mm-hmm. being gaslit. Like, they were trying to maker like i think bottom line think is what they crazy. wanted is that they wanted her to feel remorse and i don't know if this yes. is the right word either but monique was being stubborn and she was standing in her truth and she was saying no that's not what happened True. you're not going to tell me i'm wrong this is what happened and it's maybe the fact that she wasn't budging that triggered them even more and they're like no no you're crazy no no it's a lot of yeah. i feel like like i said i always tend to go based off of facts even though sometimes, you know, the women that I love are wrong. I'm all about the facts. <laughs> so in this situation, yes, again, we said it time and time again, Monique should not have laid her hands on Candace. Was I happy? Yes. yes. Is Candace childish <laughs> and foolish for continuing to, talk to, continuing to talk shit? Yes. Yes. Did you hear about her coming for Porsche now? Let's get into that real quick. Yes. She doesn't learn. I she's, don't understand. I've been talking for an hour. The Give me your whole thoughts on everything. <laughs> She's coming out to the two most violent bitches. No, just kidding. Like you've already seen Portia drag Kenya. Okay. She will, she will not stop like Monique did. She will run after you. Okay. So I'm just like, Candace, when will you ever learn? I'm like, girl, your mouth gets you in trouble. See, and I was saying this today when I was watching the reunion. I said, I want to root for Candace so bad. And I do wish her the best of luck with her family building, her house building, everything. But when she opens her mouth, the same thing happens with Ashley with me. When they when they choose to antagonize or something, and this is what's happening with Candace, when she chooses to open open her mouth and come after a favorite all time housewife of not just me, not just you. She's like a pretty much favorite of a lot of people. Like on social media, consensus says Portia Williams is that bitch. So I'm like, Candace, you already are in hot water. Why do you continue to antagonize people who are clearly not people you should be antagonizing because they have social media on their side, fighting for social justice. Like, bitch, you can't be coming at Portia while she's doing good for the world, okay? It's like, no, girl, you are clearly fighting a losing battle. So, um, I don't want a crossover between Atlanta and Potomac, but I do want a crossover between I was going to say, well, as we know, Portia and Monique are, I don't want to say besties, but they're friends. But they're friends. So if, you know, we find ourselves seeing Ashley in Potomac for, let's say, a little crossover, you know, she decided to hang out with um, Monique and she happens to be in the same room as Candace. I'm not going to fight for that to not happen. I was hoping Portia would say something in last night's chat room. But she didn't. 
and I'm kind of like good because it's really like you don't really need to like yeah you don't need to you don't need to give that thirsty hoe some attention exactly yeah I was like you don't really need to clap back or comment on anything that a hamster face hoe oh Jesus Christ (laughs) no after that we see Andy and Andy, you know, is questioning her. He says, well, you went back. You went back for more. And I, in that moment, if I was Monique, I would have said, yeah. like, I sure the fuck did. And what about it? But, you know, she's a little bit more classier than I am. <laughs> and she's like, yes. And basically her reasoning is like, well, she kept saying that I was fired and that I was off the show. And, you know, if I was off the show, I wanted to finish her off. And they show the clip, you know, the unaired footage or whatever. And do you think... Like, uh, maybe, may, I don't want to say because maybe fighting is normal to me. Maybe because that's, like, the norm. <laughs> but I feel like, am I reaching here? I feel like Andy was reaching and just doing the most. Being like, you're so nonchalant. You don't feel anything. I think there was a double standard. And I, okay, sorry. Let me gather my thoughts. Monique is trying to say that this is how she's processing it. That's how she's processing it, by not showing that much emotion. But it doesn't help her case when literally after her therapy session, she's cackling about how she doesn't have remorse. I think (laughs) (laughs) it just doesn't help. I think what they want her to do is like get on her knees and be like, I'm so sorry, I beat the shit out of you. But that's not what they're going to get. They're not going to get that. Because Monique does not give a fuck that she beat the shit out of her. Monique is fine with the fact that she beat the shit out of her. I think Monique wishes she had just done it off camera. (laughs) They're not going to get what they want from Monique. They're not going to get an apology to Candice. She even said it when I brought the ladies together, I was going to apologize to them for putting them in harm's way. And it's like, she's not going to apologize to Candice. I think you guys want her to apologize to Candice and Candace has every right to be upset about the fact that she got her ass beat she has every right to be upset from here until she dies or something but it's like then Monique has the right to not give a shit I'm sorry (laughs) but at at some point it's like you're never gonna get an apology from her she has the right to not give a shit I am definitely not the person you should be coming to say to ask was she right in beating her ass because we all know that I beat my sister's ass multiple times growing up. And I told her too, I said, in this incident, I am Monique and you are Candace. And she was just like, yes, yes, I am. (laughs) And I was like, because your mouth gets you in trouble. And every time I ask you to stop fucking talking, you keep fucking talking. And And I become Monique and I beat the shit out of you. And I'm the fucking bad guy because I beat the shit out of you. But what were you doing? Poking the bear. So I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) It's a lot. We just, we love just giving our our emotions and just saying how we really feel um i get that i totally get that and from someone who has a lot of opinions clearly i mean they're not gonna get no apology is i have so many opinions to give is i know that when i give a hundred opinions up a little bit we're good we're good we're good um i know giving all my opinions someone's gonna have a reaction and it's not (laughs) always gonna be positive but i'm prepared for that at some point i know that if there's certain things that are off the table, there's certain things that I shouldn't say. And you can't just say, oh, mm-hmm. well, you can't pull a Jen and be like, 
well, I'm saying the things you guys would yeah. say. It's like, no, take accountability. <laughs> if you want to talk some shit, get ready for some fists. With that, let's wrap it up. After that, exactly. Candace says she's traumatized. She didn't watch the fight till months later. She doesn't want to talk about it. She says she doesn't want to talk about it, but then she talks about it. She says, I was angry, I was sad, and I was embarrassed. Giselle interrupts, which it's funny how Monique wanted to say something. And she's like, no, I don't want to hear it. Don't talk. And then he's like, please, don't talk. And then Giselle's like, can I interrupt? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. I love you. Go talk. <laughs> she's like, so Giselle's like, you can't tell her how to feel. I know she's hurting right now. She can hurt until she wants. Like, just let her be. And I don't like how people are basically bullying her and telling her to get over it. She talks about how people leave her clown emojis, rat emojis. I've never used a rat emoji to reference her, but I have definitely have used a clown emoji to reference her and Chris because <laughs> you guys sometimes act like clowns. Um Candace then says that Monique basically allowed the blogs to lie. You know, she didn't put a stop to it. And I'm sorry, what power does Monique have? Unless she's writing these things and maybe she has friends who are bloggers and they're the ones putting out there. But is it Monique's job to tell them not to spread lies and spread shit? Like bloggers are going to do what they want. So exactly, it's just, it's a little too much. Monique then goes on to say that I feel it's bad for her basically because she's creating all these narratives. Like she's making it worse for her because, and that kind of kind of petty, like when she was explaining, but I kind of understood what she was saying. Like, if you just let it go, like your life will be so much better because clearly Monique has gone over it. The only reason why she's talking about it now is because she's at the reunion. I feel like, excuse me. I feel like the minute Candace just lets it go. And I'm not saying to forgive Monique fucking hate her for all you want like that doesn't matter but the minute you let it go your life will be so much better and then she knows she gets up storms off she needs a break because it's just so traumatic for her um and then andy's like i find it so odd how you're just nonchalant and you're not upset you're not showing any emotion and monique is kind of expressing herself being like well i did feel all these things i was hurt i was all the i was like x y and z but you guys missed it you guys didn't air it you guys didn't film me you like i I mean, you saw she wasn't in a lot of the scenes for the fucking exactly. uh, for the season. And then he's like, well, like, are you upset? And she's like, of course I'm upset. And he's like, well, you didn't say that. And like this entire episode just made me dislike Andy because I get it. He has to ask all those tough questions, but it kind of felt like he was like, I don't want to say he was like belittling Monique, but he was kind of like trying to scold her. And it just it made me feel uncomfortable. Yes. Like, You're doing the most, Andy. Yes, it definitely seemed, I'm not saying he picked a side, but it definitely seemed like he was, like, antagonizing Monique, which, I'm gonna bring up your girl Ashley, but it's like, he's never antagonized Ashley for not showing remorse a lot of time for things that she may say, or he's never antagonized Karen for certain things, like, do you get me? So, he was definitely, I think he was definitely trying to save face, like, I think he himself was probably like, well, if I don't, if I don't scold her, if I don't seem like I'm upset with her, disappointed in her, people are going to be like, Andy should have been more disappointed in the fact that she dragged somebody. When, <laughs> like, cause they probably would have brought up, I don't know, Portia dragging Kenya. Exactly. Well, he wasn't, dis- he, he wasn't, he was like this with Portia after she dragged Kenya. And, and to me, it's kind of like, <sighs> I think he also in himself when you said, oh, he wasn't letting Monique speak, he was probably like, Monique, don't be saying that thing because I want this bitch to stop crying. So Seriously, he probably, like, I, I know it's a tough spot to be in and he's probably over it it is, how but many shows, how many seasons, but do- He also, 
I think, yeah, he needs to be unbiased. He needs to be unbiased in his approach, which I think, how can you be unbiased when you've been doing this for fucking 10 cities now and fucking 200, 300 plus episodes of these ladies? Do you get me? So it's like, how can you be unbiased when every fucking year you're sitting through another one of these? But it's like, you still need to be unbiased, bitch. You still need to scold everybody the correct way and be disappointed in everybody when they do something similar, not just one person, one day, one year. Like, I think it was very... I wouldn't say gaslighting. I would say antagonizing. Like, even though it's the yeah, same thing. He but... was, like, picking at her. And he was like, yes. Andy, shut the fuck up. I'm like, are you waiting for Chris to come out? Because he'll tell you the real tea. He'll put you in your place, bitch. I was like, Andy, calm down because of her hands. <laughs> and on top of that, like, maybe I'm just doing, like, the most and I'm just being extra. But mm-hmm. I feel like Monique loves being on the show. She loves the fans. She enjoys yes. being around some of the ladies, clearly. But I feel like when Chris comes out, let's point blank period he doesn't give a fuck about the show to him he has money he doesn't care if he showed his disinterest in some of the ladies and some of the things they talk about so i feel like he's not gonna hold back when he comes on stage and he gives his piece i feel like i mean we saw it his name was tarnished direct to the mud so i don't think he's gonna be mindful of monique's job and he's just gonna go in and hopefully he doesn't go in too deep because we want to see monique next season but um (laughs) what are final thoughts before we wrap up Final thoughts is I think when they try to ice somebody out, we're always going to be on that person's side. (laughs) So it's like when you try to ice them out, nothing's ever going to go your way because we're going to see that person and we're going to be like, no, they need people behind them. So I don't know. They wanted us to hate Monique, but it's like, it's kind of hard to not root for her when she has like her binder. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> I mean I hope I hope for the best for next next week and then for season six. Another final thought before we leave is um funny how production couldn't have Monique's back during during the season, but during the reunion it was like, yes, facts, yes, facts. And it's like <laughs> Yeah, so you guys couldn't do this when they went to Portugal? You guys couldn't force her on the plane? Like what? Yeah, there it's questionable. It's like they they really show all out when they love someone, and but then when they're on your like when you're on their bad side, they're like, no, we're gonna include this thing, this tape that you didn't know you were being yes. recorded. We're gonna pull out this audio. We're gonna. So I guess bottom line is be nice to production because they're the ones holding <laughs> all this shit. Have your back. Yes, and I just want these ladies to get along so that we could all defeat the true villain, Michael Darby. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. And with that, we <laughs> think that wraps up this episode. Ashley, I love yes. you. Um, I guess that wraps up this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys know the, the I was going to say the rules. The rules are to give us a five-star rating. That's not a rule. Um, You guys should just do it because you want to. Make sure to check us out on all other podcasts. I mean, all other platforms. I'm drunk. I haven't drank, but I'm drunk. Um, Follow my Instagram, follow my Twitter, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Daniela, say what you want. Yes. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Oh, wait. Happy New Year. You're getting next week. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Have a beautiful, if you celebrate, have a beautiful time with your loved ones. Be safe. Get tested. Um, yes, that's it. Have a great day. <laughs> have a great day, guys. Enjoy the holidays, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Late. <laughs> oh, God. I hate you. <laughs>